You're about to listen to a Bennington Made episode. This was a project we did back when the Southwestern Vermont Chamber of Commerce was the Bennington Chamber of Commerce. We partnered with Mike Cutler and the team at Cat TV or Catamount Access Television locally in Bennington to produce these shows. We hope you enjoy them. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Bennington Made. I'm your host, Matt Harrington with the Bennington Area Chamber, and with me as always is Cat TV. You may be wondering what I'm doing holding this green bin. What we're doing here at TAM Facilities, recycling waste management. You may have also wondered what happens when you put all this paper into these green bins. Where does it go? What does it get turned into? What does it get made into? Well, we're gonna go meet Trevor inside. He's the head guy who lets us know what happens to our waste once we give it to Tam. Let's go inside, meet with Trevor, and see how it's made. Hey Trevor. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for having us. So we've got this bin here. It's full of everything that we probably usually throw out and throw away. So you recycled correctly. That's good. Yeah. You, have, you have plastic, you have paper. Looks like you have some aluminum in there, all mixed together. What we do here is we recycle. So we take material in, we separate it into its different commodities, we bale it up and we ship it back out. Uh, if you don't recycle, it winds up on this side. So here we process garbage, we process uh, construction debris. A lot of the construction debris that we take in, we are actually able to separate. We pull the, uh, the clean wood out, we grind that up. Uh, we bring that to our compost facility. We separate metals out to be recycled. Um, and then we, the recycling side, which is, is what we're kind of most interested in because we're all here to save the planet. Yeah. And, uh, Come on up, let's take a look where it goes. So here's a pile of mixed recycling. As you can see, again, just like what you have in your bin, we've got the tin, we've got the, the glass, plastic, um, a lot of paper. Uh, so what we do is, is Scott loads it with the excavator. You can see the conveyor belt going up. Why don't we recycle your stuff? Let's throw it on. 12 pounds done. Yes. All right, so we'll take it from here. So the material came up from our recycling bin, came up the infeed conveyor, and now it's getting broken into its parts. So in essence, there is a cost to recycle, and that's important for folks to know, that even though it doesn't show up on your bill, a recycling charge, this does cost money, and the value of the material right now does not exceed the processing cost. So we're still on a negative uh, number. That being said, this facility, TAM, opened May of uh, 2015, 
and we feel great about the progress. We're, yeah. we're doing, uh, we're up and running in a very bad economic time for uh, recycling. We're actually doing okay, yeah. and we're very excited about the future. We've Good. taken on a lot of work in Massachusetts. Williams College is a big supporter. Um, a lot of other businesses in Mass have, have come on, and haulers have come on. And so with that economy of scale, it's allowing us to do that line upgrade that I talked about. It's allowing us to expand. And it's nice because we're importing Massachusetts dollars to help a Vermont facility work. Yep. And, and that I, I feel great about. And I've got a lot of hardworking guys. I mean, as you pointed out, here we are in January, and that's what we're doing. We're picking, yeah. we're making it happen, and uh, it's just it's a, it's a great feeling to see these jobs here locally. Yep, absolutely. Each one of these bales weighs 1,600 pounds, so it's an amazing amount of force that this baler does. And we can make a bale about every three minutes. Uh, so he'll feed it with a skid steer. It's just compacting. It shoots it out the side there, and it ties it with uh, with wires. Interestingly, this this is a recycled baler. We actually bought this from Nantucket. Yeah. So it uh, came over oh, literally on the boat. Baler that that was recycled. that was recycled. It's kind of ironic. Yes. Originally, it was used to bale garbage, so that they could put it on a, a, a boat and get it off of Nantucket. We bought it and rehabbed it, rebuilt it, and now we're using it for all of our different commodities. So as you see, he's grabbing the stuff that the guy separated, and he just keeps feeding that. Chew, and that's uh. Fits about how many pounds of? Each one of those bales weighs 1,600 pounds, so almost almost a ton. So off the baler it comes, and now we're going to go load the tractor trailer. Typically we load about three tractor trailers every week of mixed paper. We do one to two of cardboard, and then plastics is a little bit more unregular. When the trailer goes and off to uh, to West Rock in, in uh, Western New York. And as you can see, we don't even fill a trailer full because it's so heavy that we can't even fill it to the top. So it's accurate within 20 pounds. So we've got we've got a we got a little margin of error. <laughs> and look at that, we're an even 500. So, so here's our scale. This is kind of the lifeblood of the, of the plant. So all material comes in and gets weighed. Uh, that's how we either charge or pay, depending on what the commodity is. And uh, we also check our load weight going out. As we talked about with the paper only filling up halfway, yep. we can only run 80,000 pounds. So that's every load that comes back out uh, has, to be, has to be weighed. And it's within a 1,000 pound margin of error. So now that we've seen where recycling goes, there's another type of recycling that we should talk about, and that's our food waste. Yeah. Again, part of the universal recycling law, but we can, we can actually see where our recycling goes, and then we can go and check out where the, uh, the compost goes. So let's go to the compost yard. Let's go check it out. 
we've handled the, the trash part, the recycling part, but you also have a third operation too. We do. Uh, Matt, we're up here at our compost yard and, and what we're going to talk about is what to do with this. Okay. What to do with this and our other food waste and how do we process it and what do we turn it into. Yeah. Um, so we start with a variety of food uh, feedstocks. Feedstocks are ingredients. Basically we're making a recipe. It's very kitchen uh, correlation. So the ingredients to our recipe are food waste, which we've got a pile of this over here. Uh, and that's, that's from supermarkets, that's from restaurants, that's from schools, uh, the hospital in Bennington, vet's home. Uh, so we do all the large institutions in town. Okay. Um, so we mix food waste with some other stuff. Uh, we have a pile of, of horse manure here that we pull off of. This is old hay, some corn stubble it's called, which is basically when they come through and take off the, the ears and, and what's left, they bale up and uh, we use that as a feedstock or an ingredient. Um, you'll see down below a pile of leaves. Uh, that's the leaf waste from the town transfer station. And then on the, back, on the far side of that, that jet black pile is actually high carbon wood ash. Okay. So one feedstock that I didn't mention that, that is a part of our mix is uh, money residuals. So what we see here is short cotton fiber from the, uh, from the crane company down in Dalton, Mass. Yeah. And so when they make paper, or when they make currency, this is uh, the short cotton fibers that come through the screen. Um, so this was destined to be a $100 bill, and now it sits in our pile. Not quite a hundred dollars. No, we've we've worked very hard to try to figure out how to put it back together, but alas, we can't do it. So <laughs> this gets mixed. Um, so Matt and the loader is taking all, all of these feedstocks and we blend them together here on the pad. Okay. This is a 12-inch uh, thick compacted gravel pad, and any of the runoff that comes off of this pile goes into a lined pond, okay. and then we pump that to a sewer treatment plant, okay. or we reuse it in dry times. This is a great example of the, uh, the forced air system. So here's a completed windrow here. This middle one is in the making. Yep. So what we have is a four inch PVC pipes. We put about 12 inches of wood chips over top of it and that acts as a plenum. So the air kind of spreads out and then it goes up. So on the back side of those pipes is a forced air system that's blowing air into them. And so we load our, our mixed material up onto that and then we cap it with a, um, what we call a biofilter, which is really just finished compost, some of that charcoal to act as a, um, an odor suppressant. And then we form it up and it stays with the, the, the fans blowing yeah. for about three weeks. Yeah. Uh, after three weeks, really after about two days, the food waste is unrecognizable, it's gone. Yeah. And then after three weeks, the, uh, the pile is, is what we call done for here. Now it still needs to cure, the pile operates between about 131 and 170 degrees, and it gets up to temperature within 24 hours. So those yeah. microbes are creating the heat as they heat digest. And energy. Yeah. Yes. And, and you bring up odor, and we should mention because people can't smell it on the on the TV there, but um, but there is a lot of odor up here, and it's just yes. whether you're walking there or here or anywhere. I mean, you're getting all these different. You know, I would say they're not the most pleasant odors, but it means that kind of it's working. It's Correct. So what, what we have is, is because we have exposed feedstocks and you can see the steam coming off of this, that's where the odors are generated. So once they're mixed and put into the pile, if we walk up and, and, and smell this pile, for example, that will not have the odors that our, our raw feedstocks yeah. have. Yep. 
And again, the key is that you manage them properly. You give them the right oxygen, the right moisture. Um, without oxygen, if it goes anaerobic, it starts to smell really bad really quick. Yeah. Uh, so, so Matt's job is to kind of manage the microbes. As he says, he's a bug farmer. Yeah. So, is it a feeling? Is it a gut? Is it a, you know, I kind of give every, he kind of, I mean, maybe like a chef who's doing pinches of salt and pinches of ingredients. How do you know when you've added just the right amount? Well, with just like a chef, uh, they start off with a recipe that they follow, and then after they do it for enough years, they do. They just they can feel their way yeah. through it. Uh, Matt Proft has has been composting for at least 20 years, and I think closer to 30. Um, he his family owns Someday Farm up in uh, Dorset, Vermont. They did yeah. composting there for many years, yeah. and now uh, now he runs this for me, um, and and his experience combined with when we first got all the feedstocks, we do the testing yeah. and we figure out what their carbon to nitrogen ratios are. Yeah. Uh, but then he does, he feels his way through it. It goes off of the, the uh, active pad onto the curing pad. So these windrows have no, like this one here and this one here, do not have any um, air going into them. Okay. We still turn them and we still manage them for about six months, six to seven months. Oh. And then it goes through a screener and then the screened product is what we sell uh, to customers. Yep. Doesn't smell over here, that's the good thing. Hey Mike, it doesn't smell over here. I don't know if you guys can make it. I'll be right there in a minute. You wanna go that way? When in Rome, Let's go this way. That looks too deep. I think we're better off this way. Nope, that was a bad idea. <laughs> uh, we do accept meat and bones. You can see that this bone has been greatly deteriorated and uh, there's nothing left to it. But what happens is, is this will get screened and then the final product is, uh, is what we sell. But a huge screening happens. What is that like? Uh, like a sifting, or what's going on when they screen? It's, it's a trummel screen. Yep. And so, m by and large, this is all broken down. There's no odors now. Nope. And uh, that's our finished compost. And this will be organic spec compost. These couple rows here. Um, so it's a, the trummel screen. It you feed it with a loader. It goes through a big rotating drum. It's got half inch uh, holes, and whatever is half inch smaller than half inch goes through, which is what we then sell. And the bigger stuff, bigger than half inch, goes off another conveyor as, as overs. So some of that will get recycled back in. Um, clamshells will break down. They're great calcium. They start to get weak. As you can see, they, uh, the process does break. Yeah. And yeah. so a couple times through, this will be nothing but... A lot of shells. A lot of shells. Mussel shells, oh, clamshells. Oh, probably restaurants. Kevin at Mike's is a big, yeah. is a big clamshell yeah. producer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not we, we really pride ourselves on a good quality compost with no plastic in it. As you can see, this is unscreened and yet there's no yeah. plastic. There's nothing um, foreign in it that would be, be offensive, so. Trash, recycling, compost, TM does it all. And you've given us kind of a full version of 
all the stuff that you are actually making uh, right here in Bennington and, and we appreciate it so much. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for the shoot and thanks for uh, involving us and, and thanks for all the hard work the Chamber does. So yeah. we're, uh, we're happy to be here in Bennington. Thank Absolutely. you, Matt. So now you know how that's made when you put those components in that green bin or you start to do some of the composting that you do at your house and then you give it off to Trevor and Tam over here. Uh, that's how it's made, folks, right here in Bennington, Vermont. No. no, but I'm big on peppers, so <laughs> on our way back, we'll... <laughs>